Senior Future here on the Heave Away Podcast off-season series, and I'm your host, Ben Grieco. Now, now that we're at the, the sixth and final senior, I think it's time I explain something. And, you know, I think I might have explained this in the season finale of Matt Watling, but this class holds a special place in my heart. When I was a sophomore working at the Oswegoni, and that was my first year covering this week of State men's hockey team, and five years, four years later, I'm still here. Crazy. Anyway, this group of seniors, minus Mac Lewis, who obviously transferred in, were freshmen during my first year on the beat. I got to watch them progress over their four-year collegiate hockey career, which was just awesome to see. And I can't thank these guys enough for taking the time to talk to me to get these six episodes done. Now, one of those players, obviously, is the last interview, Travis Broman, who made an immediate impact on the Lakers. He recorded over 20 points every season he was here, and this past season, he was also named captain. And the coaching staff did it in a pretty unique way, which Travis called incredible. I guess just getting started vaguely as a vague, I guess, opening question. Just, you know, you spent four years of a, I guess, a, it's a major part of your life going to going to college and playing college hockey. But how would you just describe the your your college hockey career? You know, the last four years coming up to Oswego as, as a as a whole. Um, Oswego as a whole was just by far one of the best uh, best decisions for my career for academics and hockey is the way I can put it. You know, coming here, stepping foot on campus was just. Felt like home, you know. The coaches here are great. The faculty and staff, everybody here, just they're so nice. They're so loving, and they actually really care about the students. And then obviously, you have the hockey aspect. If you're playing sports or any sport that they really care about, you know, you and how your mental health is on, you know, in the classroom and being able to perform on the ring on the field or whatever. So, just uh, overall, it's just been a great decision and. Best time of life. And kind of going a little chronologically now, you know, growing up for you down in, in Virginia, was it always hockey for you or did you dabble in other sports given the, the area? Um, mostly hockey, but yes, I've, I've dabbled in many sports. Um, through middle school, I pretty much played football. Um, I did some wrestling a couple of years and I did track for most of that time. But once I got to the high school level, I just pretty much started really focusing on hockey more, but I definitely, definitely like playing other sports, but once I got to a certain age, I just start, started focusing more on just the one. So is that, right around then when you got to high school is when you kind of put everything else on the side burner and make hockey the, made hockey the number one priority? Uh, yeah, I had the most passion for that growing up since I was super young, and then, you know, obviously the other ones were, were great, but I just saw myself being being more of a hockey player, so I took that uh, took the shot at that. And moving kind of along a little quickly, you know, you spent a few years, you know, playing for the the Richmond Generals, kind of at different age groups, and you were able to play close to home. And obviously, not a ton of guys who played juniors, at least for a little bit, can can say that. But what was like growing up with that system? Obviously, for a few years, getting to. I guess play in front of a, a home crowd, a, literally a home crowd every night. Um, it was fun, you know. It was me, it was maybe one or two others. I'm actually from Richmond. I got to play 
at home. So it was just really nice, you know, a couple local guys being able to play junior hockey there and hopefully spreading it to the youth that, you know, hockey is in Richmond and that you can do something with it. So just being a couple good faces of, you know, the hockey world, it was just a, a real treat to be at home and being able to play in front of the family and the community. And you talk about the growth. What kind of growth have you seen, you know, because as you get more and more south now, at least hockey's becoming bigger, but what what have you seen in terms of growth just, you know, four or five, six years later after leaving Richmond to come here that you, what kind of growth have you seen just in terms of youth hockey, you know, and everything like that? Um, it's taken, you know, back and forth, obviously, since I was younger. It was really popular a lot. A lot more, you know, hockey around, and then I feel like, you know, once we got rid of the pro team that was there and some other stuff happened, I feel like hockey kind of downhill a little bit. But then the last, you know, five six years, it's been really growing again. A lot more kids are getting active. We got we got redid a new outdoor rink for roller hockey, so it's just being able to get being able to get kids to access it and you know being able to fall in love with it again and then doing the youth program stuff we got that outdoor ring and we got some other rings that we try to do youth hockey at so it's becoming more popular again and yeah it's been growing in its town more and more so hopefully it just keeps steady steady rising and you know after richmond you went up to carlton place for the year in the cchl and what was that experience like for once, you know, moving away from home and, and playing with a with a really just kind of whole new environment up, up in Canada? Um, it was challenging just for the first couple of weeks, you know, finally moving away, you know, growing up a little bit more, being on your own, obviously you're with like a family, but still just missing your home and being 11 hours away was a lot, but it was just so much fun after that. Like I had a blast. The coaching staff there was great. The team was great. Um, let's just see. The hockey was great. Not great. It was just something new. Bigger bodies. You know, you have the whole age group of 21, 19, 18, 16 year olds. So it's like you just get all that, a lot of different skill set and stuff like that. And I thought um, it really helped me get to that college level experience there and really grow as a player and as, a, as an adult. And so, like, with the differences between the league, did you just notice that with it being a larger age group, there was sometimes more physicality or there was just sometimes more skill level that even though you were on the, the older side of things by the time you went up to the CCHL, that it was just a whole new ball game, basically? Uh, yeah, just a little bit because, you know, Canada's known for, for hockey. They produce good hockey players there. So just uh, even the 16-year-olds I was playing against, they, they had lots of skill. They were fast and everything. So... Just being able to see that and get that experience was crazy. You know, they produced some good talent out there. So just going up there and playing was was a tremendous boost for me and in my hockey career. Just being able to play a little bit that I am now and being able to come to Oswego was a good opportunity. In in Carlton Place, and I I feel like I've asked you this before, but did you know of or did you play with um Devin Campbell being up there? Um, no, but I've heard from the trainer there is really good friends with them. But I knew shortly after when I went to Oswego and I was talking to Oswego that you know I knew who he was and that he played for Carlton Place and stuff like that. So it was good to to know that and you know being able to have someone 
you know, that went through CP program and be able to talk to him. Was it kind of cool connecting with him and talking about different Carlton Place memories when you did come to Oswego? Uh, yeah, because I actually played against Oswego when I was at CP for the exhibition game that comes down here and plays Oswego. And then I think during winter break, he got to come back up there, so I got to practice with him like once or twice and just talk to him and everything like that. He said he loved it and whatnot, and you know, I was still trying to go Division One, but I always had Oswego in my head to come here. And you talk about your decision to come to Oswego, and I honestly, I forgot that you were part of that group that played against Oswego. What was that like being on the opposing side, you know, before you even committed here that you're, you're playing in this rank going up against these college kids, you know, in hindsight, knowing that you were eventually going to play four years here? Um, it was awesome. My coach, CP, I think they have done it two years before, or like two years in a row before I got there, and he was just telling us about, you know, the atmosphere and everything that's pretty crazy here, that the fans, the students, that, you know, it gets packed and it's a lot of fun. So just stepping foot on that ice, you know, as an opponent, it was pretty crazy, you know. Students were going, were pretty loud. The community was there. It was like, it was actually an awesome experience just to even be on the opposite side coming to that speed and really seeing uh, how much uh, passion there is around hockey here. Did it give you a different perspective knowing what, you know, opposing teams were going through when they came to town when you started playing for Oswego? Yeah, especially those those freshmen each year coming in that first time. Like, yeah, the upperclassmen can tell you all about it, you know, and whatnot, but actually being there and finally playing, it's it's totally different. And so, you know, sometimes it's gets a little shocking. You get a little grip that stick a little too tight and make some uh, mistakes, but it's definitely it's definitely hard to come and play here for an opponent team. And you talk about let's talk about your I guess your recruitment a little bit and your decision to come to Oswego. What were your I guess initial thoughts on your recruitment visit to Oswego? You know between the facilities and just meeting some more of the guys. What was your what was the selling point for you once you committed to Oswego after the after seeing on your recruitment visit? Um, much just as a whole, you know. Campus was nice, not too big, not too small. Um, I like a little bit smaller classrooms and stuff like that. So, and then you know Eddie, great coach, great guy, really, really cares. So, um, and just the staff, even just walking around talking to some of the teachers and stuff during my day, it was just they actually you know felt like they cared and they had a you know a lot of just like passion what they do and how they teach and you know just. Everything was just good selling points and, you know, just the background of Oswego has good alumni and everything like that. So it has a good name for itself. And, um, and then obviously the hockey rink and the locker room. So just all of that as a whole was just like, yeah, I think I want to, want to come to Oswego play. How, how quickly after your, your recruitment visit did you know you wanted to commit here? Uh, I didn't come. I came in like January just for a quick visit, say what's up to Eddie, and really do it for a day. But I didn't fully commit till till May. I mean, I knew I was only going, but I was really still trying to go that D one. But you know, he knew I wanted really wanted to come here, and 
had a lot of enthusiasm about coming, so I found it was just like, yeah, I think I want to go just deep free route. It's not much different, you know, once you actually get here, you know, once you're in juniors, you're always like, oh, D1, D3, like a big, you know, difference. It's, you know, coming out of Sweden, I'm really seeing it's really not that much of a difference, you know. Maybe there's some more skill in D1, but D3 guys work hard. The junior conference as a whole is pretty tough. Probably one of the toughest in D3 hockey, so I would never knock down Division 3 hockey, and so I'm just glad uh, that I came here. And stepping in right away to you know your first year you're pretty consistent you know not not missing I, I don't think you missed a game your first year but you know you're coming in and and you you clicked pretty quickly with a couple of guys especially Anthony Passero what was that chemistry like you know playing with him right from the get-go with his experience going into to you know your first couple of years with him and just that early on experience with with chemistry um yeah um to be honest, I think it was just crazy opposite the track type of thing, you know. We're totally two different hockey players, but the way that we play actually just you know, cohesively works together on the ice. So I think, you know, in that chemistry and really playing together for two years, I don't think we really got separated maybe a little bit in sophomore year in the second half of the season. But for a year and a half, mostly, we were together, we were doing – you know, great thing. So, and just being able to have him as a junior and me as a freshman, just kind of taking me out of the wing or just showing me the way. And we always used to talk on the bench about stuff. So, just uh, luckily to be able to gel with him and then have him as like a mentor out there. And moving along a little quickly again, you know, you're going into your junior year or what would have been your junior year, and obviously everything got canceled, but. What do you remember just from that timeline of, you know, you know, hoping that there's going to be a season, they release the, the limited schedule, and all of a sudden the, the infamous hammer comes down. Just what do you remember from that entire time frame of being hope to, yeah, there's no hockey, that, that's it for the year, we'll hopefully see you next season? It was hope at the beginning. You know, schedules out, we're coming to school, we started working out, doing our usual preseason stuff, but... Then after like a week or so, you know, they haven't put the ice in. It was kind of like you can kind of just see it each week that, you know, it's probably not going to happen because, you know, if they're not going to put the ice in anyway, then you know it's like the decision's not going to be good. So then once that fully happened in late September, that it was, you know, definitely not happening. It was standing just for the seniors that were here, you know, they really didn't get to live their senior year and go through all the memory type of stuff of the last game of whiteout and your senior night and stuff. So for them, I was truly sad for them and that they just had to kind of move on and maybe try to go play pro or just go right to work and didn't get to live up this last year of college hockey. And was that for, for you and the, the class, I guess, just another, I guess let's call it a step of adversity that really defined you or helped mold you after your your college career um yeah they were they were some good guys they were outstanding people um but that junior class was just so big i think that that junior and senior class of 2020 just when i came in they really helped mold the team together and really just got everybody gelled and Everybody loved each other, so it was just that big group help 
you know, make sure even after they were gone that the classes below us would be in good hands of just like knowing what to do and how how the culture worked here. And you guys are part of a kind of a weird class where you talk about a, a large class that you know, you guys came in probably with four or five extra guys that eventually left the program, either transferred or left the program. And, you know, there's only a few of you that, or that's, there's five or there, there's technically five of you that stuck it out for all four years. But, you know, is there kind of that unspoken respect that, you know, I've talked about with the other guys too, that you guys made it through four years, you know, you battled through COVID, you battled through whatever it came through that you guys finished out four years at Oswego? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, a program for Division Three, like, so it sucks to, you know, see people transfer or do all that. And so, you know, for us just to be able to stick it out for, especially some of the other guys that, you know, didn't fully play as much as I did, like freshman and sophomore year, to just, and then not have that junior, junior year. So really just being able for them to stick out was just unbelievable, a lot of respect for them, and just really trusting the, the process here, absolutely loving the culture and loving everything that happens here. And then this past year, you know, being named captain, and I remember seeing the video with your with your mother coming up and, and being there to for the, the announcement. What was that just day like? Like, What do you remember from that where, you know, right at the beginning of the season, you, you didn't know your mom was coming up and and just being named captain of, like what you just said, this, this top-notch program? Um. It was awesome, you know, kind of really submit yourself and as we go history of being a captain and just it was an unbelievable experience having her come up. You know, she doesn't come up too much, kind of a hike from Virginia. So just seeing her be able to come up and, you know, obviously wear the jersey with the C on it and kind of introducing it was just unbelievable and couldn't uh, ask for a better little assistant captain of my boy, Josh LeBlanc. You know, I think it was just an awesome year and being able to be a leader for these two classes, kind of, you know, the freshman and sophomore class that we got to have and play this year was just felt really good. And I, you know, glad that I was able to do it and just so thankful to, you know, come here and then finally be able to get that captaincy and just know that the four years hard work paid off with my whole class and just excited and throughout the year too you mentioned that that freshman sophomore class where you were clicking pretty well with Connor Sleep but also with Alex DeCarlo where that line really from the moment you guys got paired together was a dominant force what was it like just the dynamic of having a you know a, a senior a junior and a really a freshman but technically a sophomore all kind of just come together to do what you guys did for the second half of the season um yeah it was tough to figure out that first semester of trying to get people to gel and switching the lines up a lot and luckily you know finally being to carlo and then sleather got put on so it was just good I think good chemistry of everybody just figured that we have a little bit difference in our games but it worked together and it kind of just worked out that we started really gelling the next thing you know we're, we're heating up and we continue to do that all the way down the stretch of the second half of the year and 
for you, was it, and we, we talked about it a little bit with this class coming back, was it nice for you, even though obviously the it's not the ending anybody wanted in the, the league championship, but you guys were able to, I guess, close out your guys' career on your own terms instead of having it canceled by COVID? Uh, yeah, I mean, we got the fight to last, you know, puck drop to last second of that clock hit zero, so that was good just to have that, you know, think of the tournament. And stuff like that, but just knowing that, you know, the growth that this team made during the whole year, you know, that that one championship game is not going to define, you know, the group that we had this year. And I thought that we had so much growth from the team from the beginning of the year till, you know, the second half, even that we were completely different. We had kind of changed a little bit of just everybody you know, producing and everybody gelling a lot more. So just being able to be a leadership uh, for this group, you know, and seeing the change that happened, it was it's definitely a good closure. And usually I'd ask the guys, you know, what's next for you? But obviously we, we've seen what's next for you that you were playing with, with Roanoke for the, their last stretch of the season. But what was it like playing for them? Kind of going back to that hometown question, but also you got to reconnect with Josh Nedadal who plays with them. And what was it like just – with that incredible run you guys had into the playoffs, into the championship series, just the experience of playing pro hockey in your hometown with Josh Nedadal. It was actually incredible. It was fun. I had a blast down there, you know. Didn't know what was going on at first and then made the decision to go there and, you know, couldn't be more happier to be close to home. And Nance is a big energy guy. Great to finally see him again. And, you know, we connect uh, Oswego past times and some Oswego memories. And then just being there and taking that first step in the pro hockey was just incredible experience. Um, the guys there were awesome. Uh, you know, going there, didn't know really what to expect. You know, they're the eighth seed, barely making playoffs. So in the next scene, you know, we're going on some heaters and, you know, I always saw myself having this team, you know, going a nine-game losing streak. How they in eighth place, and then next thing you know, we've got a couple guys back from the East Coast, and next thing you know, we're, we're in the championship series, and it was just uh, so, so awesome for that first little section of pro hockey for myself. So is it, are, are you looking to stay with, with Roanoke next year, or what, what's the, the plan for you, I guess, kind of long-term looking into next season? Um, I really want to try and get to the East Coast Hockey hockey League. Um, already talked to the coach at Roanoke. He knows, and he he loves that. He always try to push pushes everybody to, to go to the next level, even get that experience, even if they don't last. But just even try to go and make an impact there or wherever they go. So, um, he was super great about that. He's probably gonna help me out, but then I also got some other coaches old coaches like my coach he'll help me out talk to people maybe try to go to some east coast camp but hopefully you go there if not i know roanoke's already you know i've already talked to the coach and he said he would gladly like to have me back so i know i can always go back there and i couldn't be happier about that and kind of wrapping up just as a general i guess reflection on your your college hockey career which you know four years of of seeing you wear green and gold you know i i, I with talking to some of the other guys i think there's some 
there's one obvious memory that I can I can pick out for you with 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 your class, but you know, is is there one or two memories that you can pinpoint that I would say I guess define your college career? Say, yeah, that was one of the the favorite memories from playing at Oswego State. Um, kind of just probably the first whiteout game is probably one of the top top memories, and then. I would have to say sophomore year playoff game against Plattsburgh for Whiteout Part 2. Just incredible memories. I mean, hard to really define one of the best, but those are two that come to mind. You know, that, you know, I have pictures from her, so like a video of just like a scoring scene. It just like really brings me back. I can just remember the whole game, you know, everything that's happened. So thankful for those moments and, you know, couldn't be happier with the, the class that I'm with right now. And just kind of, again, last question for you, but just the general reflection that, similar to the first question, just your time at Oswego State and the, I guess the, the stereotypical is that there's no regrets for what you did for four years. Is that the, I guess, correct statement that there's absolutely no regrets of coming here and closing out and accomplishing what you did in four years? Yeah, definitely. I have no, no regrets at all. You know, I made some uh, great relationships that with the guys here and uh that I pretty much call you know my brothers that you know will probably one day be invited to my wedding or go to their weddings and it's just like that's what it's about you know obviously you want to win chips and stuff but just those relationships in the locker with with those guys each and every year is it's really what it's all about and just fighting for one goal in particular obviously we came a little short but just those friendships are, are definitely something that I'm going to cherish forever. This podcast is presented by the Palladium Times, the only daily newspaper in Oswego. The Palladium Times offers home delivery right to your doorstep. Newspapers are published Tuesday through Saturday. It's also available all the time at OswegoCountyNewsNow.com. To subscribe to hyper-local coverage of Oswego County, including news and local high school and college sports, call the Palladium Times at 315-343-3800.